In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, and I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the crowd, I am the living bread which has come down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I shall give is my flesh for the life of the world. Then the Jews started arguing with one another. How could this man give us his flesh to eat, they said. Jesus replied, I tell you most solemnly, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in you. Anyone who does eat my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life, and I shall raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I live in him. As I who am sent by the living Father myself draws life from the Father, so whoever eats me will draw life from me. This is the bread come down from heaven, not like the bread our ancestors ate. They are dead. But anyone who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. What is it? With childlike simplicity and curiosity, that was the first verbal response in the form of a question which emanated from the lips of the Israelites when they saw this strange fluffy object on the ground, something which had miraculously materialized out of thin air and which they concluded was God's gift to them. Manna. The Hebrews did not know what it was and with a wordplay typical of the Bible, etymologized it as manu, Hebrew for what is it? The Israelites' first crisis in the desert was a lack of water. Now comes the next crisis, a lack of food. God answers the Israelites' call and begins the longest-running continuous miracle in the Old Testament, the daily manna from heaven. Each morning, manna rained down from heaven like the dewfall, and this continued to sustain the Israelites for 40 years during their long trek through the desert before it finally stopped when they entered the promised land. But God was not just contented with providing water from a rock and bread from heaven to sustain the Israelites on their long pilgrimage. The wind, or ruach, also directed an abundance of quail over the camp of the Israelites. The Hebrew word ruach is the same word for spirit. Thus, the Spirit of God provides the Israelites with the bread of manna from heaven and the flesh of the quail. God provides bread and flesh for the Israelites. As Christ provides bread and flesh of his body and blood, soul and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. The Eucharist is our daily manna from heaven, where the bread is transubstantiated into the flesh of Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit. Ruach. He is our daily manna from heaven that sustains us on our desert wanderings in this earthly sojourn until we cross over into the promised land of heaven. Again, the miraculous in Exodus becomes the supernatural in the New Testament. God is not subtle with his symbology. 
the supernatural sacrament of the Eucharist is our daily manna from heaven. To the Protestant objection to the Catholic preeminence of the Eucharist by proposing that the Word of God should take precedence, citing our Lord's reply to Satan after the first temptation, man does not live on bread alone, but on everything that comes from the mouth of God, we have to remind our separated brethren, as did Moses in the first reading, that this text actually points to the manna which God provided in the desert. Let's turn to the first reading. Remember how the Lord your God led you for 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, to test you, to know your inmost heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you, he made you feel hunger, he fed you with manna which neither you nor your fathers had known, to make you understand that man does not live on bread alone, but that man lives on everything that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Moses was speaking of the gift of manna as God had promised. In response to the second temptation, our Lord responds, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. This time he is recalling Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test as you tested him at Massa. And what happened at Massa? It's where God had Moses miraculously brought water fought from the rock. So our Lord's first response to Satan recalls the manna in the desert, and his second response recalls the water from the rock. What's the connection between these two miracles and the Holy Eucharist? These are the spiritual or spiritual food and drink that St. Paul presents as foreshadowing the Eucharist. St. Paul writes in his letter to the Corinthians, I want you to know, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same supernatural food and all drank the same supernatural drink. For they drank from the supernatural rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. So our Lord's answer to Satan is profoundly Eucharistic. This brings us back to the Gospel. The context is a discourse which takes place after the miracle of the multiplication of bread and the feeding of the multitude. When the crowds ask for manna in John chapter 6, they are falling into the same error as the devil. They want the bread alone without the theological implications. But our Lord reveals more in his reply. Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Our Lord in today's Gospel reveals his true identity. I am the living bread which has come down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh for the life of the world. So when we talk about living off comes from the mouth of the Lord, our minds go quickly to scripture, and that's not wrong, but the true word is Jesus himself. As the letter to the Hebrews tells us, In many and various ways God spoke of all to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son. This Son, Jesus Christ, is the definitive word of God, the word made flesh, and our spiritual lives need to be rooted in him. 
So as we gaze upon this white wife wafer and this gilded chalice, what do we see? We ask, what is it? As the sequence declares, bread is made flesh by words from heaven, into his blood the wine is turned. What is it? The living body is our food, our drink, the ever-precious blood, in each one undivided lot. What is it? Behold the bread of angels, sent for pilgrims in their banishment, the bread for God's true children meant, that may not unto dogs be given. What is it? The true manna from heaven, the medicine of immortality, the antidote to death. What is it? Jesus, the living bread from heaven, truly, really, substantially, body and blood, soul and divinity. What is it? No, not what, but who? My Lord and my God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.